To all my fellow kingdom workers out there, thanks for listening to the Commission Leadership Podcast. Truly, it means so much that you join me twice a month to talk about leadership and discipleship in the church. We've all been through a lot of change over the last two years, and today I'm going to unpack a concept called change, transition, and transformation. Whether you've been navigating change in your personal life or within your church at large, this is going to be a very practical episode to help you move forward in 2022. I also want to mention that the rooms in our home aren't exactly soundproof, and there's a couple times in this episode where the microphone picks up on my son playing in the background. So, sorry about that, but I guess he just wanted to give us a practical example of how we navigate change that comes with working from home. Commission Leadership is advancing the work of Christ by giving pastors and church leaders the clarity they need to flourish in life and ministry. With over a decade of ministry experience in the local church, leadership coach Weston Bryant understands the joys, passion, heartache, and exhaustion that comes with helping others follow Jesus. Wes is passionate about helping leaders embrace the reality that God really will do abundantly more than they would ask or think. Tune in each week to discover how to live courageously, build strong teams, and multiply your ministry impact. Now, here's your host, Weston Bryant. In the book of Exodus, God sends Moses on a mission to liberate the people of Israel from the oppression of the Egyptians. All the Israelites had ever known was slavery, and through a series of ten plagues against Egypt, God initiates massive change in the lives of the Israelites. The story concludes with Moses parting the Red Sea and leading the Israelites out of the clutches of Pharaoh and his army. God then takes them directly into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey where they experience no trials, hardship, or pain. That's not exactly how the story goes, does it? Yes, in a moment, change happens. The Israelites find themselves on the edge of the Red Sea with the Egyptian army pressing down upon them. And miraculously, God parts the waters. And Moses leads the people safely through. They look back and witness the massive amount of water come crashing down upon Pharaoh and his army. And for the first time in over 400 years, the people of Israel are free. The old life of slavery is gone. The new life has come. They are no longer slaves. But God doesn't take them directly into the promised land. In fact, they spend 40 years wandering through the desert before the Lord delivers on his promise to take them into the promised land. Which leads us to ask the question, why? Why would God initiate such drastic and redeeming change upon the Israelites in an instant, but then wait 40 years to give them their blessing. In my opinion, I think it's because 
the Israelites weren't ready to receive that blessing. Let's take a moment and just look at some of the text from the story in Exodus and listen to the language that the Israelites are using and their perception of God early in the story. In Exodus 14, verse 11, as the Egyptian army is bearing down upon the Israelites, they're terrified and they say to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Then, just two chapters later, about two months into their journey towards the promised land, they start to experience hunger. They've witnessed all of these miracles. And yet when they face hunger pangs, they cry out to Moses, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. In this story, life has changed dramatically for the Israelites. They're no longer slaves, but they haven't really changed yet, have they? In spite of all the miracles that God has performed to lead them out of Egypt, they don't really trust him yet. This leads me to a coaching concept I use with my clients known as change, transition, and transformation. In order for someone to make a change, there are usually a lot of barriers they must overcome first. They can be external barriers like Pharaoh and the Egyptians oppressing the Israelites. Or they can be internal barriers, things like fear and doubt, just the lack of trust that the Israelites have that God really will lead them out of their oppression. And once we step out and make a change, it's exhilarating. It's, it's a Red Sea moment where we can see all the new opportunities for us out on the horizon. And what we want to happen after we make that change is, is we want this transformation to take place just as quickly as that change did. We want to walk out of the Red Sea and directly into the Promised Land. But transformation doesn't work that way. There is often this period between change and transformation that we must go through called transition. It's the process of moving from who we were to who we're going to be. When it comes to changes in our spiritual life, we often refer to this as the wilderness. And there are two things that people typically do in this period of transition. The easiest thing for us to do is to look back. 
we see this with the Israelites over and over throughout the story. Anytime they face any type of hardship, they look back and long for the life that they had. Even though they were slaves, again, at least it was familiar. At least they knew what to expect. There was always going to be food on the table. And you know what? I mean, as I think about this more, like they probably were really good at making bricks. Was it fulfilling? No. (laughs) Was it what God had in store for them? No. But they knew how to do it and do it well. It's always easiest in transition to look back to the way things were and to question, did I do the right thing? Should I have made that change in my life? Did God really say what I thought he said? The second thing people typically do in a season of transition is to get stuck. We may not be looking to the past and trying to go back to the way things were, but we're not really looking towards the future either. We're just somewhere along this journey. We don't really know where, and we just accept that this is the new reality. Yeah, I know that God promised this land of milk and honey but I don't know how long it's going to take and I don't know if I have what it takes to get there. And as I look around at my life and I think this is okay. Like this is just going to have to be good enough. And so we sit, but God calls us to a better way of life. He provides us with a third option It's not to look back. It's not to become stagnant where we are. It's to look forward and trust him in the life he wants to lead us into. The thing about change is that sometimes change is something that we initiate. 2022 is just a few weeks away, and so a lot of us are going to set New Year's resolutions. We want something to change in our lives in this new year. And so we set out with resolve to live differently. And we all know that about 30 days into our new diet or exercise or Bible reading plan, the excitement's going to wear off. We're not going to be seeing the the dramatic results that that we want so quickly, right? And we're going to wonder, is this worth it? I'm also posting this episode at this time because sometimes change happens that is out of our control. I think the last two years is probably the biggest example of that for all of us, right? No one expected this virus to flip our world upside down. No one expected our churches to lock down. And one of the laments I hear from so many pastors is how few people have returned now that we've opened our churches back up. And so we have 
a couple options before us, don't we? We can look back to the way things were prior to the pandemic. And we can try to to fix and and control and, and get back to that place of familiarity. Or we can sit here in disappointment and frustration and just kind of accept, well... My church isn't like it used to be, and it's just it's just the way it is. The hope I have for our churches as we look forward is that while it's true that maybe not everyone has come back, there are people here who are excited for the future and who want to be a part of what God has in store for your church family. So I want to encourage you to look forward, to pray expectantly that God has good in store for you and your church family, even if it's not exactly like it was back in 2018. I want to end this episode with three questions you can use to navigate a season of transition. The first thing you can ask yourself is, When in the past has God shown me that I can trust him? I'm learning more and more that regardless of the trial or challenges that we face in life, the the central theme seems to always be trust. Can we trust God in these challenges? I think this is why we see God telling the nation of Israel over and over again in the Old Testament to remember. Remember the Lord your God who led you out of Egypt. Because if we can remember when we trusted God in the past, it will help us to trust him in the present. The second question you can ask yourself is, What is the promise that God has given me for the future? This might be a personal revelation that he's given to you through time in prayer or maybe a prophetic word spoken through another Christian. And sometimes it's just reading his scripture and reading the promises there. I know for me, when it comes to discipleship, You've heard me say this before, making disciples is simple, but it's not easy. And in those moments when my own walk with Christ doesn't feel easy, I'm not growing at the pace that I want to, or, or maybe when I'm trying to teach someone about Jesus, they're just not picking up on the things that I want them to learn, right? But it's not up to me. So the promise I hold in those moments is Jesus's words in the Great Commission, where he says, and truly I am with you always to the end of the age. That promise gives me hope that even if making disciples is not going the way that I necessarily want it to, Jesus is with me in that moment. And there's something that I can learn from him. And this leads me into the third and final question I have for you. What is God trying to teach me in this season of transition? 
Because in order to transform into who God is leading us to be, there are often things we have to learn. There are little changes we have to make in that season of transition. That's how we transform. That wraps up this final episode for 2021. Whatever season of life you find yourself in, whether you are going through change, transition, or transformation, may you find the peace that Jesus brings and learn to trust him more. Mission Leadership exists to reverse the trend of ministry burnout by giving leaders the clarity they need to flourish in life and ministry. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast for more episodes on how to level up your leadership and make more disciples.